From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Precious Repentance. The text is found in Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 43. And there shall ye remember your ways, and all your doings wherein ye have been defiled. And ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for all your evils that ye have committed. When we are accepted of the Lord, and are standing in the place of favor and peace and safety, Then we are led to repent of all our failures and miscarriages toward our gracious God. So precious is repentance that we may call it a diamond of the first water. And this is sweetly promised to the people of God as one most sanctifying result of salvation. He who accepts repentance also gives repentance, and he gives it not out of the bitter box, but from among those wafers made with honey on which he feeds his people. A sense of blood-bought pardon and of undeserved mercy is the best means of dissolving a heart of stone. Are we feeling hard? Let us think of covenant love, and then we shall leave sin, lament sin, and loathe sin. Yea, we shall loathe ourselves for sinning against such infinite love. Let us come to God with this promise of penitence and ask Him to help us to remember and repent and regret and return. Oh, that we could enjoy the meltings of holy sorrow! What a relief would a flood of tears be! Lord, smite the rock or speak to the rock and cause the waters to flow.
One of the hallmarks of Protestant Christianity is its tradition of singing. Just as the worship in the Old Testament was characterized by song, so the people of God down through the ages have been a singing people. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer a CD entitled Our Great Redeemer's Praise that contains nearly an hour of the great hymns of the church performed by the various musical groups of Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. The CD is available free of charge to our Let the Bible Speak listeners. To obtain a copy, you may contact us by email, by telephone, or by regular mail. You may write to Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may simply call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Ask for your free copy of Our Great Redeemer's Praise. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns continues a message called The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian, part of this series on the person at work of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12, the Apostle Paul wrote, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Dr. Cairns is explaining what the things God has given us are and how the Holy Spirit makes these things real in the experience of God's people. As he will emphasize, an understanding of this text is vital to everything in the Christian life. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message, The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian. The reason why people who are saved do not go on with God is that they are not seeing the fullness and the freeness of God's provision of Jesus Christ for them in every situation of life. Now, the devil is always trying to remove Christians from this basis. Much of the New Testament is taken up with this. He's getting them away from the freeness of the gospel or the fullness of the gospel. In one way or another. You remember Acts 15? The Judaizers tried to inject into the early church the idea that except a man be circumcised after the custom of Moses, he couldn't be saved. 
He wanted, uh, the devil wanted the early church to be derailed from a free salvation by free grace received by faith alone without works. Did that not happen also in the churches of Galatia? Isn't that what the whole Galatian epistle is about? The devil trying to get the church away from the fullness and the freeness of the gospel. The same thing can be said for Colossians. The same thing can be said for the people to whom John wrote his first epistle. And certainly the same thing can be said here in the city of Corinth. These people were feeling to live and enjoy Jesus Christ. Oh, they were Christians in name, and uh, it would appear in fact. They were saved people. But they were not living the Christian life. There's nothing sadder than to see a person who's saved and he's not living for Jesus Christ. Nothing sadder than to see a person who's saved and he doesn't have any joy in the Lord. And he's just drifting in a miserable condition. And nothing can ever make him happy. I tell you this, if you can be happy apart from Jesus Christ, man, woman, young person, you are not a Christian. I want to get that through to you. If you can be happy without reference to Jesus Christ, if you can live your life day after day, week after week, and you can go on and just be content and happy in this world without reference to Christ, you are yet in your sins and you need to be saved. But there are so many people, and they're not happy in the Lord, and they're certainly not happy in the world. And whatever they do, my, it's tinged with regret, it's tinged with sorrow, it's got the bitterness of disappointment and disillusionment. The sweetest things of life lose their savor and their joy. And I tell you, my friend, it is usually the reason that God's people in that condition have lost sight of Jesus Christ and of His gospel. And though they say they believe the facts of the gospel, they are not living in the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is the situation Paul sets out to correct in 1 Corinthians. If you look at this book, you'll find that the key, I believe, the key to the whole book is in verse 30 of chapter 1. Of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. And then you have four things, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Those are the things that Christ is made unto us. Those are the dimensions, as it were, of the gospel. Here is the fullness of God's provision in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Paul develops this book, you'll find the very structure of the book follows these four points. He preaches Christ the wisdom of God. Our wisdom dealing with the mind that is beset by the world's thinking. Now let's be honest, we are being bombarded as Christians with the world's philosophy. We are being bombarded by the world's ideologies and the world's thinking. You cannot get away from it. It's on every hand. And it is getting through to the people of God. Christians today are drifting in their behavior. They're drifting in their standards. They're drifting.
problem is Christ crucified. My friend, we must never in our philosophy, in our thinking, we must never get beyond the cross. The Holy Spirit has the job, therefore, of coming and showing us the folly of the world and the wisdom of the gospel. That deals with the mind. Then he speaks of righteousness. That deals with guilt. As we are beset by Satan's accusations, there are lots of Christians, maybe some here this morning, and they are halting, stumbling through the Christian life because they are beset by the accusations of the devil. There is a welling up of guilt within them. This is something that is not sufficiently understood. Preachers don't understand it. Preachers think that if they can work on people's guilt, Christians' guilt now I'm talking about, if they can just make them feel guilty enough, then they'll do a good job and make them holy. My friend, it's one thing to feel your guilt. It's one thing to know the accusation of the devil. But it's a totally different thing to get the victory over it and live in holiness. How do you get the victory over it? By seeing Christ as your righteousness. Seeing Him as your righteousness. Seeing Him in the shedding of His blood as God's answer to every accusation of the devil. Oh, it's one thing, my friend, to feel your wretchedness, but what a joyously different thing it is to get to the cross and there in the shed blood know the Holy Spirit witnessing to your heart who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. Christ died. Christ rose. Christ ascended. Christ intercedes. Thank God. God has no charge to lay to the people of God. You know, when the Holy Spirit witnesses of Christ your righteousness, it brings the greatest freedom into your life. There is no other single act of the Holy Spirit that ever brings such freedom of conscience, freedom of mind, freedom of activity, joy in service, usefulness to God as this one act where he brings you to the cross and he lets you see that Jesus Christ is your righteousness and there is no accusation that God will entertain against you that you're justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus then he goes on to speak of Christ our sanctification and here he's dealing with the corruption of our heart, stirred up by the world's temptations. Ah, we are in a wicked world. And what's more, we have within our breast a wicked old man that wants to go along with that wicked world. And the temptations of the world would stir up that foul pit of sin in the breast of every man and every woman. How do you get the victory? Man, that's a question I, I am asked, and I have been asked down through the years. 
That is, I believe, one of the most pressing questions in the minds of Christians today. I know what I ought to be. I know what I ought to do. But how do I do it? And I again say to you that the Holy Spirit must minister Christ to your heart if you're going to get victory. I remember reading many years ago the testimony of a, an old missionary and dealing with this matter of the corruption of the old man rising up in response to the temptations of the world. And this missionary said, I used to, by dint of willpower, repress and just put the lid on these things. And by gripping my teeth, I would just press them down. But in honesty, I was no better inside than if I had given full vent to them. Because all the emotions were there. All the guilt of defeat was there. All the frustration of failure was there. And repression couldn't change it. What is the answer then? If it's not willpower, if it's not repression, if it's not just ignoring it, what is the answer? Christ, our sanctification. Christ, our victory over sin. Christ in us, reigning, conquering, victorious. And I want to tell you, my friend, only the Holy Spirit of God can show you victory in Jesus Christ. Can I say this to you? Here is the crux of Christian living. We were singing it this morning. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. Christians live in victory because that's not true of them. Or they don't live in victory because that's not true of them. They live in defeat because that, that is just singing a lie. But when the Holy Spirit shows us Christ, when we see Him by faith, and He thrills our souls, it's then that the allurements of the world lose their attraction. It's then that the bright lights of the world are dimmed into shadows. And it's then that our soul is drawn out unto our God. I said this is the most vital ministry of the Holy Spirit, to show us Christ. He has also made unto us redemption. That deals, thank God, with our future. For the Corinthians, a future beset by doubts and personal weakness. How often, how often Christians are plagued by doubts about the future. Sometimes the devil would inject doubts into their mind even regarding the doctrines of the word of God and the future. That happened to the Corinthians. Questioning about the resurrection. Questioning about... The body of the resurrection. My friend, I want to tell you, when the Holy Spirit shows you Jesus Christ, you can face life. You can face death. You can face eternity. With the absolute certainty, Christ is my redemption. Now this is how Paul addresses the Corinthian church. 
He says, we have received the Spirit which is of God with the purpose that we might know these things that are freely given to us and bestowed upon us by the grace of God. These are the broad categories. Now, I may not have touched on your particular need this morning. You can go on and be as particular and detailed as you please or as you need. God has freely, graciously given to us you go down the list. Election, sonship and adoption, forgiveness of sins, acceptance with God, reconciliation through the blood, the cleansing of the blood, access to the throne of grace in the place of prayer, grace to help us in every time of need. He gives us freely strength and guidance and security. He gives us keeping power, preservation, the provision for every need. In a word, he gives us eternal life. And you could go on. Love, joy, peace, goodness, mercy that follow us all the days of our life in the unfailing kindness of our covenant God. Now, these are great truths. And if you're a Christian, you believe every one of them. Up here. At least. The whole burden of this text is that these must be more than great truths. These must be great truths that are clearly seen and fully known and personally perceived by us because they are applied to us by the Holy Spirit of God. This is his greatest ministry in the believer to make us know to make us see with that certain perception of the mind enlightened by the Holy Ghost see Jesus Christ that we may live looking unto Jesus that we may be able to say as Paul did in Hebrews chapter 2 we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.
www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. Thank you.